so thankful for the technology and that we can worship together and just want to thank our friends from South Africa again for blessing us with the worship um, and uh, may God bless them as well there where they are in their ministry. Um, I'm going to share the word and we are in this series, um, um, in a series going from front to back. Uh, it's called The Story and um, we are in chapter 13 of the story, the book, the story. And if you don't have the book, uh, please, please come and get one at church. Uh, it's an incredible story at, or at Karong or uh, online. Uh, we are doing this series together as a church where we literally go from front to back in the Bible and preaching from the Bible, and it's so encouraging. And um, today we are in chapter 13, uh, the king who had it all, and it's about the life of Solomon. Um, I mean, a wise man, we, we know Solomon, and what we know of him is also that he, he wrote three books in the Bible, Ecclesiastics and Proverbs, and the Song of Solomon, which, which is a love story, an incredible love story, uh, and a lot of wisdom in there for, for dating and relationships and, and so forth. But we're going to get into the story, and, and just to, to give some context, David was king. And his, his, his wife, Bathsheba, came, uh, the mother of Solomon, and just uh, pleaded with him again and saying, just remember who's going to be king and who you need to anoint as king. And it was Solomon. I mean, uh, we all know where, where David met Bathsheba. He was, he was walking and she was uh, bathing. He was walking on the, on the palace's roof and, and he saw her while she was bathing. That's why her name is Bathsheba. Otherwise, it would have been Shower Sheba. Uh, <laughs> any case, bad, bad joke. Um, <laughs> uh, church should be enjoyed and not endured. And uh, I, I hope you enjoy this message with us. Any case, Bathsheba came to David and said to him and just pleaded with him and, and um, to, to anoint Solomon as king. And, and he did, and he, as he promised, he would. And uh, Solomon became king. And it's interesting how he started off as king and, and his way to the Father and, and his dedication to God was, it's, it's just encouraging in, in how he um, offered uh, sacrifices to God. And I want you to read with me in, in 1 King uh, chapter 3, in 1 Kings chapter 3, from verse 4 to 15, we're going to do a bit of reading together just so that you have context of, of who Solomon is and, and the picture that the Bible paints for us. Verse 4, the king went to Gibeon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most high important place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want of me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father, David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne. This very day. Verse 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, 
but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong for, you, for who is able to govern this great people of yours. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for a long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but the discernment in administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I'll give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime, you will, you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands as David your father did, I'll give you a long life. Verse 15, then Solomon awoke and he realized it was a dream. It's an incredible story and, and Solomon gets an encounter with God. Firstly, he, he comes and, and he sacrificed a thousand bulls to the Lord, and, and God was pleased with him. He, he made a great choice that evening to do that sacrifice, and God was pleased, and God came and visited Solomon in a, in a dream and asked him, he asked him, what is it that you want? What is it? And I wonder how many of us have an important decision to make in our life this week, this month, this year. We have the important decisions in, 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 in should, I, should I date this guy or not? What should I go and study at college or, or, or not? Uh, do, I, do I need to say yes to a job? Or is there a decision in your job that you need to make that's, that's going to pivot your company to a whole new level. Uh, every one of us uh, is probably in, in, in a place where we need to make decisions. Some of us as maybe aging parents and we're not sure what to do with them or uh, how to approach it and what's our next step to make. Some of us have kids. Some of us want more kids, but just not sure, is it the right decision? Should I stay at home, be a stay-at-home dad or mom for our kids? And all of us has decisions that we need to make. Here's the thing that I do know is we make our decisions. We make our decisions, and our decisions make us. We make our decisions, and our decisions make us. Meaning, we are the product. I am and you are the product of our decisions that we made yesterday and last week and last month and last year. We are standing here today because of decisions that we have made. We make our decisions and our decisions make us. 
and it's important to make wise decisions. And if we look at the story and the life of Solomon, he asks the following thing. After he became king, he brings his thousands, uh, his thousand bull to sacrifice, and God was pleased, and God asked him, is there anything that I can give you? And we read in 2 Chronicles 1.10, uh, the following, it's, it's just another version of what happened here in, in 1 Kings chapter 3, and 2 Chronicles says the following, give me wisdom. Solomon asks the following, he says, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours. It's interesting. He, 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 he could have asked for anything. Could have asked for anything. For wealth, for riches, for, if it was me, for more uh, wishes. Um, but he asks for wisdom. For wisdom. He could have asked for long life, for the death of these enemies. But he didn't. He asked for wisdom, for wisdom, and, and Solomon said, wisdom is better than the weapons of war and strength. I mean, his dad was the king of war. He was the king's strategist. He, he was the one that secured the borders, and now Solomon has the opportunity to become king, and he, he doesn't ask to be better than his dad at war. He says, I want wisdom. I need wisdom. Solomon, as we know, wrote most of the Proverbs. And, and it's interesting in Proverbs 16, verse 16, it says the following. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. And we need to understand this statement at had a lot of depth in it because at that time gold was that was probably the most scarce and 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 um, dearest commodity there is. It was it was a dear commodity, uh, and we need to know what what this statement means. Is is you see gold represented power and wealth and and strength and authority. And Solomon says the following, he says, how much better to get wisdom than gold? To choose understanding rather than silver. Second highest probably in the rankings of commodities at that time was silver. It's, it's better to get wisdom and understanding than to have gold and to have silver. And he urges us to get wisdom. We see it in the story he had it all, but how did he get it all? He asked for wisdom. Now, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. We, we have to understand it. Knowledge, it, it took knowledge to design and build the Titanic. It takes wisdom to not drive it into or steer it into an, an iceberg. It, 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 when, when you know that a tomato is a fruit. You have knowledge about a tomato. But you are wise when you don't put it in a fruit salad. You are knowledgeable that when you know, you have knowledge when you know it's a fruit. 
but you are wise when you don't put it in the fruit salad. Solomon encourages us that it's better to get wisdom. In fact, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs, he builds his case around wisdom, how important wisdom is. And then the proverb starts only in Proverbs 10, all the different Proverbs. But chapter 1 to chapter 9, he builds his case on how important it is to get wisdom, how much better it is. And I think back a couple of years when I was still just starting my journey in full-time vocational ministry, 22-year-old pastor, I've been surrounded with other pastors and I just knew I know nothing. I don't know anything about church. I don't, I, I, I don't even know my Bible as well, being surrounded with these guys that have been in, in, in church life so long and in ministry so long. I mean, they are just bombing out all uh, uh, wisdom and, and they, they, they would quote the scripture and just, just uh, um, get it and dissect it there in a conversation. And I just knew that back then I, I need to get wisdom. I need to get wisdom and, 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 and get wisdom from these guys and, and get around them because I, I was scared as, as a pastor starting out 22, at 22 years old. I knew it was important. And Solomon comes and he encourages us and he shows us, get wisdom, get wisdom. In your relationships, get wisdom. In your financial, to be financial successful, get wisdom wisdom. If you want to please God with your decisions that you need to make in life, get wisdom. It's important. If you want to be, uh, be good parents, get wisdom. For Proverbs 4 verse 7 says the following, wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Whatever it costs, Get wisdom. And the word translated, wisdom translated, the meaning for wisdom is skilled living. A skilled living. Uh, living. We, we can't be a fool. We need to get wisdom. And, and there's some foolishness in all of us. And we all make foolish decisions. And some of us make these mistakes. And some of us are fools and we don't even know it. Uh, not because... We, we, we are doing it on purpose. We just don't know. We are being fools. I mean, have you ever seen photos of you maybe back in the 80s and your hairstyle? And you think, what was I thinking? What happened? What were we thinking? And, and, and it was just foolish decisions because we didn't know better. Or, or we, we watched things and... and, and when we are younger and in our student life or, and say, our kids will never watch it. <laughs> and then when they grow up, they watch it. I mean, back home for us in our home, um, we, we watch, me and Mika, my wife, watch pranks on TV or YouTube. We just laugh at, at pranks that they do. And, and uh, uh, we, 
we said our kids will never watch it. And uh, before we knew, we were all watching pranks together. And how can we be so foolish? I mean, they're going to hurt themselves. But uh, Luca one time said, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> That's what we are watching. And we realized, oh, we are being fools now because we've just said the kids shouldn't watch this. And they are watching it with us. All of us. Maybe you say, Zal, and I'm, I'm not really a fool. L let me ask you a couple of questions. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you ever act before you think? <laughs> have you ever? I'm guilty. Have you ever act before you think? Or have you ever spent all that you've earned? Have you ever spent all your money that you have earned? Guilty again. Do you, uh, uh, have you ever did something to hurt someone in your family that you love? Guilty again. Um, are you sometimes slow to ask for help or get advice? Especially when you get lost in the car and your wife did tell you not to take that route. Any case, guilty again. We can be sometimes be a fool, be, make foolish decisions. I mean, if, if we look at what the Bible says, the Bible says that fools act before they think. Fools act before they think. Proverbs 13 verse 16 says, wise people think before they act. Fools don't. And even brag about their foolishness. I mean, and sometimes we, we brag about it because we didn't even know we were being fools. Uh, I remember one time um, we were at church and uh, there was a lady coming back to church after a long time and we were really glad to see her. And one of the pastors, the associate pastors uh, back then, he, he was also glad to see her and as she was walking up the, the stairs, uh, he uttered, the following foolish words. He was like, so glad to see you. And by the way, congratulations on the pregnancy. How far are you pregnant? I mean, and every guy knows, if you don't know it, we don't and you should never ask that question. Because as soon as he asked it, she stopped and she said, but I'm not pregnant. And she walked by in church, and we never saw her again. A foolish question to ask. He was a fool, and he didn't even know it. He didn't think about it. <laughs> I, I know of a pastor. Uh, uh, a mom got back to church, uh, a new mom, and uh, bringing a baby first time to church. And it was the first time she brought the baby to church and, and covered the baby all up. And, and most of us know when the baby is covered in this position, she's probably breastfeeding the baby. Young pastor doesn't even know, and he's so excited to see them back to church and, and, and stops right at her and, and just asks her, can I quick, quickly have a sneak peek? And, and she was flabbergasted, and she said, yeah, fine, and she, she opens up, and, and there's this baby nipping away at his mother and drinking, and, and he couldn't, he just turned around and face went blank, didn't know what he just did, 
he was being a fool, <laughs> acting when he didn't think about it. Fools act before they think, and, and we all ha have had our situations. We act before our, we think, uh, and the Bible describes us as, as being foolish. Fools spend all they earn. Fools spend all they earn. And how many of us is spending all that we earn? We, we, we don't live here with our salaries, we live here. It's like when, when the bathtub is full of water, when our salaries come in, the bathtub is full, but suddenly, just with one go, we pull out the plug and we just drain everything out. We spend all that we earn. And Proverbs says the following, Proverbs 21 verse 20, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil meaning there's a choice of food, what you can eat, and oils that you can use. But a foolish man devours all he has, all he has. Sometimes we can do foolish things, and one of the things that we do is we, we spend all that we earn. We, we, we are not wise without decision-making when it comes to money. Solomon didn't ask for a lot of money. He asked for wisdom. And he's encouraging us to get wisdom, to get wisdom. Fools hurt those they love. Proverbs 14 verse 1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish ones, tears her house down. Sometimes we, we hurt our children. It wasn't intentional always, but... We hurt them with our voice, uh, with our words, and, 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 and how we react to them. And uh, when they did something bad and, and did not do great, uh, have great choices and made great choices in, in life, we, we sometimes overreact and act before we think and, and do foolish things. Fools think they know it all, especially among family members. I mean, when your three brothers growing up together, uh, being the youngest one, you have to fight for being always right. And um, we think we know it all, acting foolish, being foolish. And Proverbs 12, 15 says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. And in the story that we've read about Solomon, he had it all. It's incredible that he, 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 there was no one like him. But the question was, how did he get wisdom? How did he do it? How did he, how did, if he encourages us to, to not do foolish things, and, and if, we, if we are in this category of fools, if, if we um, act before we think, and if we spend all that we earn, and if we hurt one another, or we think we, we know it all, someone, how can we become like Solomon to get wisdom? How can we get wisdom? And uh, I want to, to give you a couple of things, how we can live a life of wisdom and get wisdom. And it starts, number one, by fearing God. 
We have to fear God. If we look at the story that we've read in, in, in Kings, Solomon went up to the highest place. He had fear for God. And, and it wasn't a fear for God like, God is going to zap me now if I do something wrong. That's not the fear that we are talking about. But Proverbs 9 verse 10 says the following. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. It starts with the fear of the Lord. Uh, and fear is, 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 is uh, it's, it's not that he's going to crush us and, and devour us and, and kill us on the spot. We don't have to fear him like that. It's just having a, a fervent fear, a holy awe of who he is. Just imagine for a moment that if God was when we at church and if God was here in his fullness, in his all that he is, in, 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 in who he is completely, we would have not been standing upright. We would have been flat on our faces and we would have gone, oh my God, who is like you, God? My God, you are great. You are marvelous. You are a God. We worship you. We would have a holy fear. But in our culture today, we've become very relaxed about our God. I mean, I pick up some things in our language that we use about our God. Things like the man upstairs, the wise guy in the sky. I mean, we, we talk about him as if he's just, just our, our itsy-bitsy little friend, the guy there, um, I can live my life and he's okay and we can just go on, he will forgive me, it's okay. The man upstairs, the man above, the church, that's not who he is. He's not the guy in the sky. He's not the man above. And I know our approach can, can be contemporary in this world to reach a lost world and, and we can have lights and, and, and we can have great music and, and we can be contemporary in our church approach to, to reach people far from God so that, the, that unchurched people love to attend our church and, and, and that's all good. But the one thing that we need to remember, we don't serve a contemporary God. We serve a holy God. We serve a righteous God. We serve the God of the universe, and we should fear Him. There should be a holy fear in us, a fervent fear in us. He is God Almighty. He's not the guy, the wise guy in the sky. He's the God of the universe. He's our God. He's awesome in this place. And we should fear him with a holy fear in us because that's the start of wisdom. Secondly, how do I get wisdom? Ask for it. Ask for wisdom. James 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, 
He should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Ask him for wisdom. That's what Solomon get, uh, did. I mean, he, he was the king who had it all. Why did he have it all? And how did he have it all? He asked for it. He asked. And God says in his word, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. We should ask God for wisdom. We should fear him. We should ask him for wisdom. Thirdly, how do we get wisdom? According to Proverbs, how do we get wisdom? Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, He who walks with the wise grow wise, but a companion of fools suffer harm. So how do I get wisdom? Hang out with wise people. Hang out with wise people. We make our decisions and our decisions make us. And we have to decide to hang out with wise people. And it's important what you do and who you hang around with and who you run with this life. Show me your, it's, it's, it's so cliche, but it's so true. Show me your friends and I will show you your future. It's important who you hang around with. Are they building you up? Are they wise people? Are you hanging out with people that will help you to get wise? If, you, if you're going to start out a business, a small business, are you hanging out with successful business owners? Are you, are you rubbing shoulders with them, asking them questions, getting information from them? Do you want a, a successful marriage? Get around people whose marriage is successful so that you can ask the questions and learn from them. But the Bible says, if you want to get wise, hang out with wise people. I've decided early in my life, and as I close, that there's three things, three things that I want to be good at in life. Number one, it was serving God with my whole life. Serving God with my whole life. Number two, I want to have a great marriage and family life, being a great dad and husband to my wife and my kids. And thirdly, I want to be financially free. Financially free. And I had to get around people to make wise decisions. I mean, my dad wanted me to go and study business, and we have businesses back home, and but dad wanted me to study business because the world said you need to make money. Now, I came from a very small church and had to um, decide, do I want to go full-time vocational ministry or business? And dad really wanted me to study business. And I really wanted to go into full-time ministry but was unsure because the world was screaming out, you will not be able to support your family financially. You won't be able to make it. You're going to struggle. You're going to be a, the, the, the church mouse, as we call it in South Africa, the um, poor little church mouse and just begging the whole time for food and not get by. And that, 
That was the world's advice to us and to me. And I've just had to get around people to get godly input and wisdom and I had to surround myself with good people. And we said, we're going to have great, I'm going to be a great dad and father and to my family, and I'm going to serve God with everything in me, and I'm going to be financial free. And I had to search for people so that I could get wisdom in these areas. We have friends that moved to Amarnas, which is a place in, 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 in the Cape, far from us, an hour and a half's flight. And uh, they, they had a great marriage, and they were great parents. They are probably 15 years our senior. Uh, and, and we just decided we're going to hang around these people. Uh, we can have input from them. And me and my wife made a decision that we're going to visit them every seven weeks. We're going to fly down, spend a weekend, ask all the questions that we can ask so that we can raise our kids. Why? Because Solomon says... Get wisdom at all cost. Get wise. Hang around people. I've been surrounded by great business leaders and people who's financially great with money, and they taught me a lot of things. And they taught me the principle of how to live with my money. And it's, it's so easy. It's, it's a non-negotiable for us as a family. First, we give to God our 10%. Second, we save 10%, and then we, we live from the rest. We don't devour all, and for the last 10 years, that's how we lived. We give 10% to the church, we save 10%, and we live from the rest. That's just how we live. And I can tell you, it has blessed us as a family because we have choice. We have choice. But we have decided that we're going to get wisdom at all cost. I could have gone into business, but I surrounded myself with people that said, follow godly wisdom. Don't follow the world's wisdom. Proverbs 16, verse 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding than silver? I want to encourage you. Out of the story of Solomon's life, get wisdom and stay true to the word of God because Solomon's life didn't end it so well. Why? Because he went further away from God and his whole life got cluttered with too many things and too many voices of the world that directed him in the wrong place. And he even didn't follow his own rules of getting wisdom at all cost. I want to encourage you, get wisdom at all cost. Whatever you do, get it, get wisdom. Get wisdom for your life. Don't be a fool. I want to end off with a song that I asked the band back home to do. It's called Grave into Gardens. And as we end off this service, just worship God with me this moment in this song, Graves into Gardens. It's actually my, my running song. I, I hate running. Uh, and I try to run 5Ks um, two times a week. 
And, and I know the Bible says just a fool runs when nothing is chasing him. Uh, and that is true. Nothing is physically chasing me except my double chin is chasing me. Uh, and I need to get away from it. But the last two kilometers of that five is the hardest for me because I hate running and, and it's, it's not fun. But as a rule, I put on this song, Graves into Gardens, and it just lifts me. And the word says, I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Couldn't fill me. Worldly wisdom cannot fill you. Worldly stuff cannot fill you. Let's get and surround ourselves with wise people and godly wisdom so that we can live our lives the way God intended us to live our lives as wise people. And may we make the decisions based on His Word and His directions with the people that He's putting in our, in our lives and surrounded us with so that our decisions can make us. May we make wise decisions and ask for wisdom. So as we end off the service with this song, I want to encourage you, put it loud, sing it with us. And also, as we end off, if you have a prayer request, or you just need some help or encouragement, please connect with us. Kenmore Church, kenmore.church forward slash connect. We want to get um, your information and help you with your next step, whatever that next step is. Lord, bless you and Lord, keep you. Let's just end off with prayer. Lord, thank you for who you are and thank you that we can ask you for wisdom. Lord, may we fear you of, and may there be a holy fear in us for who you are, an awesome and glorious God. And not just treat you casually, but treat you as the God of the universe. Lord, may we ask for wisdom and keep on asking the right questions, but may we also surround ourselves with wise people, God, godly wise people, to help us in our decision-making, in our life, in our marriages, in our finances, in raising our kids and doing life together. Lord, just bless everyone and thank you that we can gather online in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Enjoy the song.